What's up, everybody? It's me, Lynette. And Ira. And we are Blending, Blending with, with the, the Frenches. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You were busy this morning, huh? Yeah, trying to get some last minute things out the way for the yard. You were looking great out there cutting that grass. I got a little distracted. Oh, man. Picking up a leaf here and a you know, stick here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're looking good doing it. Um, yeah, so I am excited about our topic today. What's our topic? Today, people want to know, how are we able to be intimate and have intimacy with eight children and a dog? Let's talk about it. Yes, so how do we find the time to um, keep intimacy going in our lives? Um, the schedule. We have to schedule it out. So, like, we have to put on the calendar, be intimate, or intimacy? No. <laughs> it's uh, basically like, you know, date nights, mm-hmm. um, movie nights. Uh, let's go grab a bite to eat. Let's sit down and discuss how we're feeling. Let's sit by the fireplace and have a conversation mm-hmm. without the microphones and the lights and everything. I think that's, uh, that's intimate. I agree. And uh, sometimes we do have to be intentional when it comes to planning out because with eight children and with them all being um, busy and having a lot to do and just even needing our time, we can't just up and go or we can't just say, hey, let's just watch a movie. Because if we do, we know there's going to be little people coming to watch the movie with us. So. Right. Which is nothing wrong with that uh, sometimes. Absolutely. But we do have to make sure that... Uh, our marriage is is um, number one, you know, first uh, priority. Absolutely. So I think another way that we're very intimate is um, in the mornings. Yes. When we get up, we work together with making the bed. Um, something that small can be very intimate. I'll start making the bed. You're like, whoa. <laughs> Whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't do it without me. Yeah. And you're on one side and I'm on the other. Teamwork. Starting yes. the day off with teamwork and working together to uh, complete one small deed. Yes, and it makes me smile seeing you over there. And you, uh, you definitely taught me how to make the bed properly, I would say, <laughs> since you were... Uh, you know, trained well. Yes. Shout out to my grandmother. Yes. She is the queen of making a bed. <laughs> <laughs> but even after that, it was uh, from there and then went once the military. Mm. Uh, that was something that we really had like uh, bed making drills. Yeah. It's crazy. You know me, I'm just over here throwing the sheets here, there, and everywhere, pulling it here, tucking it there. And you're like, um, babe, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what you mean what I'm doing? I'm making the bed. <laughs> I'm making the bed. But the fact of the matter is we were able to work together. You showed me how you had to practice hours and hours and hours on how to learn how to make the bed. So now I know how to make it as if I went to the military, too. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yes. We also are very intimate because we pray together in the morning. Yeah. When... Yeah. We pray together. Um, it allows us to start our day off correctly and be led by God. So that's um, matter of fact. Let's let's start a prayer now. 
Let's do a prayer now. Lord, thank you, God, for allowing us to come together and allow this podcast to be a um, segue or a doorway for others to see they have a prayer life and having you in their life is number one. Uh, thank you for blessing us with our home. Thank you for blessing our marriage. Thank you for keeping our children safe from all hurt, harm, and danger, seen and unseen. Continue to do what you are doing, and we will continue to do what you tell us to do. And I love that about you. Um, looking back at it now, you know how to put prayer to good usage. There are some times that I may be a little feisty. A little? I'm not. No, you're a little feisty. It's okay. <laughs> there are specific times of the month that I'm a little more emotional than other times. And you don't, most of the time, you don't like go back with me or go there and you're like all right come on come here and then you'll start praying and um it calms me down um i started doing that because that's what i did for myself as far as you being feisty and everything like that um love conquers all so except for meeting you where you are or you meeting me where i am Mm -hmm. sometimes you say hey you know we ain't prayed yet and it's the reason why we are being more, a little bit more aggressive than we usually would. But it's okay. It's a part of marriage. Absolutely. And then when we can get along and when we pray and when we are able to be on one accord, uh, intimacy then becomes natural. Definitely. I want to be intimate with you. I want to be around you. I always tease you <laughs> and tell you I want to be in your skin. I just want to be in your skin. <laughs> And he likes to entangle me. Yes. At night, you know, if I scoop over just a little bit, he can be asleep, y'all. And that leg will come around my leg and he'll slide me back over. But I love the fact that he loves me to be close and he don't have no choice. I'm all on him. Affection and intimacy all goes hand in hand. Um, The more you show affection, the more uh, become intimate with your partner the more you become one absolutely so uh, recognizing some of our thoughts are not our thoughts mm-hmm. recognizing that hey you know she's a little bit more feisty than she usually would be so let me go ahead and take the uh, different route yes. except for you know meeting her where she is and yelling back or arguing or anything like that yelling back uh, I don't yell no you don't you don't really yell per se but <laughs> you do that tongue is sharp and I am, oh God, I'm help me, Lord Jesus, even now. I have to admit, yes, my tongue can sometimes get the best of me, but I'm so thankful that uh, God is working on me. And the fact that you know, like, okay, yep, this must be that time or it's on its way. You know me enough because you've learned me. And uh, I think that's a huge thing. And that's what intimacy is. Is uh, I heard uh, when I was going to a counselor, intimacy is into me see, look into who I am, and um, continue to look into who I am and help me deal with the issues that I may be dealing with. Mm-hmm. Except for being selfish on my end, let me uh, nurture or protect or provide a certain level of love for you. So. Appreciate that because I love um, being nurtured and provided for and entangled.
all of the above. I, I really love it. And as a man, were you all taught? I don't know about everybody else. Well, okay, you <laughs> as a man, were you taught to be intimate? Were you taught to know how to be uh, a nurturer, a nurturer, or affectionate, loving? Not necessarily. No. Um, I was actually taught to do the opposite, which was, you know, well, not consciously taught. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the media, it's the music, TV shows, movies back in the day. It was all hardcore stuff, you know. It wasn't a real one if you was not tough. Showing affection got you killed in the movies. Mm-hmm. And in real life. And in real life, definitely. So um, this is something that's new for me, mm-hmm. is actually allowing myself to be vulnerable with you to want to get an understanding of who you are so that I can be better for you and for our children. Absolutely. And I think trust is a huge part of being able to be vulnerable um, because if you don't trust the person, you're going to build walls. Yeah. They're not going to let you in. So I, uh, I'm happy that we have gotten to a place where we can share anything and everything and have which again then allows us to be vulnerable, allows us to be able to be and want to be intimate. Um, even with eight children, it's not a matter of, well, we have all these kids and I don't want to I don't want to give him anything because I'm tired. On purpose we'll find time um, to spend time with you because I'm excited to spend time with you. Um, that's vital. Like I said before, as far as like scheduling out the time, being intentional. Uh, knowing when and where to do or say certain things um, that's intimacy you know um, of course you know when people think it's intimacy that means sex as well you know but um, I want to uh, clarify and verify that in order for us to have or make love in that way we have to know each other outside of the physical mentally spiritually emotionally where do we stand certain things so it's like I said it's a part of the journey uh, we've only been married for it's been under a year been a half a year but I feel like every day we are learning something new about each other learning something new about ourselves and uh, it is helping tremendously to intentionally be intimate absolutely and I know for those who here we've only been married for under a year you all are thinking oh man they're new to this We've been together for uh, 20 plus years, 30 years. They don't know. They're young. Yes, we are. But we also have um, some other experiences that we have learned from. We've learned ourselves. We've learned what to do, what not to do. So that in this marriage, we are uh, intentional. That's a word that we will use over and over again. Because we want to make sure that uh, we're doing the right things this time. So I'm not going to do and I try my best not to do old things, thinking in the new marriage is going to work. So, uh, yes. So on that note, as far as um, be, being intentional in this mm-hmm. marriage and, and being intentionally intimate, that's a part of counseling too. Like even with, uh, you know, making sure that we do uh, counseling. It's not a weekly thing like that, but we do check-ins, you know. And not just when things are going bad. Right. We uh, shout out to our pastor. We love them, uh, him and his wife, his family. They are amazing. But we are able to say, hey, pastor, can we do a check-in? 
you know, um, no, nothing's wrong. We're just wanting to let you know how things are going. And we want to continue to glean off of the information that they're giving us so that we don't have to wait until I'm tired of you and I don't want to look at you and... Ooh, I mean, mm, okay. <laughs> they have to hurry up so we can be intimate while the kids are not here. But, um, you know, we have those people that we can go to, and that's a wonderful thing. And uh, looking, you know, seeking guidance, not just from our friends uh, or associates, but people that actually care enough to tell us both the truth. Yes. At the age of 35, it's completely different than intimacy at 25 or 15. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's, a, it's been an amazing journey so far. I'm so glad. Well, anything else you want to add on to intimacy and how we're intimate with eight kids? Well, let's, I'm going to recap. Right. One thing is make sure that we schedule our time. Mm-hmm. We're intentional. And uh, we make sure that we seek to hear our partner. So I, I make sure that I try to hear you. And that's segue, right? At one, some points we, I have an issue with allowing you to finish what you want to say. Ooh, you know, I know that bothers like, you. Oh, have mercy, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> but that's me working on my tongue as well. Yeah. But, it's, but that's a part of it. It's a part of intimacy. Me recognizing it bothers you, so I try to allow you to finish your statements before I cut you off. <laughs> I think God knew what He was doing. He knows how to. I don't think we know. Oh yes, we know. He knows the things that we need help. On our, with us on the inside so I think he gave me you to be patient he gave you me so that you can be patient yeah. and learn how to communicate and for me to learn how to be quiet and to listen so thank shout out to God God thank you because when I get it together and when you get it together we're going to be ten times more amazing every day we're striving for greatness Every day we're trying to uh, die to our old self and become something new. So, yeah. So let's go to the next uh, subject. All right. Let's see. Ooh, sibling rivalry. I got asked this question. They said, "Hey, do you guys struggle with any sibling rivalry?" And I would say I don't know if I would call it rivalry, but everybody has. A family and with children, especially the younger ones, always feel like they have to live up to the older ones. So I think it comes with the territory. It's like the younger kid doesn't want to get beaten basketball, football, or checkers, or whatever, because they want to be known too. Right. Um, so as far as that title, mm-hmm. sibling rivalries, um, we don't want to say rivalry, it's, it's competition. Now, we, we do have sibling competition, but as far as robberies, um, God is not, we're not going to allow that to happen. Absolutely. And, and what's wrong with having a rival in a family? It's division. Yes. And that's not something, that's not what a family is. It's not division. So um, if there is an issue, if there ever is an issue when it comes to their children, um, competing against each other uh, physically, <laughs> mentally, or emotionally where they're doing something to where they can harm or hurt the other person's feelings or physical, then we all have to sit down and have a conversation. But as far as uh, we don't allow the devil to move in that way. Absolutely. Because we even know in the Bible there was sibling rivalry. Cain killed Abel and 
And that's not what we're about. We are a family that we're blended, but we're always uplifting each other and trying to uplift each other. It starts with us. If they see us going at it, if they see us talking about each other or talking about other people, then of course that's what they would want to do. But we make sure we don't do that here. We love each other. They love to see us love each other. Um, and so uh, it's hard, you know, because we are out there all the time and we know there are some who, if they lose in a basketball game, they don't like it. It's all our war. But it makes them better. Yeah. They don't understand it sometimes. And they're not going to because they're, they're young and their frontal lobe is not fully developed yet. But uh, we do see uh, that there are areas of opportunity there for them mm -hmm. to continue to compete in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not a situation where they're trying to hurt or harm each other. Hey, y'all go out there and battle it out. Who can draw the best? Battle it out. Who can... Hey, Football, put them pads on, go out there, let that aggression out. But help your brother up when you get, you know, when when you, when you tackle him, help him up. Yes. So. Did you have any family members that uh, you would either race against, or like, were you the older cousin, the younger cousin? I was the. The one side, I am the youngest male cousin, and then on the other side, I'm the oldest mm. overall. So, um, Were you beating everybody? No, because I never played with them. It was all girls. <sighs> um, one of the, the family that I was the oldest, so okay. I, was, I was the oldest. Uh, and I was only male. As far as other family, I was the youngest boy. But I also had a lot of boy cousins. So as far as uh, competition, yeah, we, we did a whole bunch of stuff together. We played football and, and ran and red light, green light. Red, what's the other one? Red Rover. Red, Red Rover. Rover. Oh, yeah. Iron Red Rover. That was the one. <laughs> We're trying to go through the whole thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we'll, we'll do all that, but can't nobody else come in between us. Absolutely. Like, ain't no, we'll fight right in front of somebody, but let somebody try to jump in. No. All of a sudden, you getting jumped by two people that you thought <laughs> they was fighting. Absolutely. Family over everything. And that's how it should be. Um, and that's what we're teaching our children. Family over everything, no matter if you can't stand your brother for this moment or if your sister is being a spoiled brat and you feel like she's getting you in trouble or whatever the case may be. Hey, in the house, y'all deal with it. We'll deal with it. But when we go out those doors, we are a united front. Correction. I, just, I said family over everything. Family over everything but under God. That's it. No, sir. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you? Well, I was the baby, yeah. and my siblings were so much older than me, so I was like, I was the only child. Let one of my brothers tell it. He says I was spoiled, and I got away with everything, and I was the princess, and all that. Um, eh. mm. Knowing you now, oh. in, in 2020. No more intimacy. Oh, ain't that something? <laughs> <laughs> These things stem from something. Oh, and, uh, and, uh, that feistiness stems from somewhere. So I got it honest. It's in my blood. Oh yeah, I know. But we only use it when we need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but no, competition is good. It's it's as long as it's healthy. 
as long as you're using it for the right reasons. So, you know, even with me, I compete with myself. I don't have time to compete with other people. I want to see everybody win, and that's what I want to instill in them. Once you're secure in God and you know who you are, you don't have to compete with anybody. Exactly. But yourself. Exactly. Become better and better every day. Every day. Uh, I was listening to something I was cutting grass. As long as you are one second quicker to think about something than the day before you already went in. So, yeah, get up and take action. Absolutely. Yeah, um, as far as sibling uh, competition, quote-unquote rivalries, I do have um, a sister and a brother, and we never been at it because we were years apart. You're like me. Well, 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 between me and my brother, we're 14 years apart. Me and my sister, we are three or four years apart. So, uh, um, she's a girl. So, exactly. you know. so it, it, it wasn't. It was never a situation where it's like, oh, I can't stand you or anything like that. Uh, that's my baby sister. I'm gonna love her forever. But unfortunately, you have those situations. Yes, you do. You know where uh, some family members don't care if it's your baby sister. Or yeah. They just don't care. You know. But I think it goes back to who you are inside. If you're secure in yourself, you never have to compete with anybody. And uh, my parents always taught me to be a servant. Not a taker, not a giver, not a, a receiver, but to be a giver. A lender. A lender. Come on. And now we're able to uh, help other people wherever they need help because we're not always having close fists. And that's one thing that's really important. And that's why even with the sports and with uh, whatever our kids are doing, we're teaching them, do it as unto the Lord. Yes, you may not make all your shots. You may miss a few tackles. You may get some interceptions. You may miss a kick in the karate, or you may not hit a home run every time. You may not see where I'm going. These are all the sports our kids are in. You may not kick a goal every time. You may, uh, you know, when you're trying to, win in the swim competition you may not be the fastest swimmer but don't stop keep going it's all preparation for tomorrow it really is anything else that you uh want to talk about regarding I, I would say this um when it comes to your siblings and it's for our kids like on the life but they might not hear it now but mm-hmm. when it comes to your siblings you always have to love them when they are they don't mean you have to deal with them Per se, of course, we pray that uh, nothing comes to a point to where y'all don't love each other. But uh, pray for them, and God will always make sure that at the right time, the connection will be remade. So, yeah. Shout out to my brother. Shout out to my sister. Absolutely, and my brother. I have to give him a shout out. He is the one that did spoil me. I have to say, for those who are on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Rory the Storm. He is great. Uh, That's a big bro. Absolutely. And one thing that he's been doing a lot of lately is really saying how proud of me he is. And he's just like, I'm I'm so proud of you, sis. You are amazing. You you were a sport brat when you were little, but I loved you then. And um, he's actually going to uh, bless us and be on our podcast. Um, Really soon. Yes, and I'm so excited because he's going to share about his experience as being uh, a part of a blended family. 
being a part of a blended family and having a blended family. Exactly. And for those who don't know, that's my half-brother, which means I'm a part of a blended family. And that's why this podcast is so important to us because we have lived it and we are living it. And we're absolutely and we are making the best of it. So family can be uh, a way that God gets you in check. And uh, family can humble you, family can cause you to pray. And um, most of all, just continue to seek God in His direction. And like you said, all things will come together. Being a sister of two brothers, again, I feel like the only child, but it was a blessing. And I'm thankful that God allowed me to be a part of the family that I was in. And He's also blessed me with a whole lot of other sisters Definitely. and brothers. Yes. And for that, I am thankful. Definitely. Shout out to them. Shout out to our uh, brothers and sisters, all, all of them Rory, Sam, Brittany. We got a whole bunch more. You have a lot more. But as far as like being our biological brother and sister. But as far as I did it, the blending families, Mark is my brother on my mother's side and Brittany is my uh, sister on my, my father's side. So yeah, definitely having a different understanding of blended family because of that. Because we are blended. And we are blending, blending with, with the, the Frenches. Love y'all. Hope you have an amazing day. Be blessed.